hello everybody welcome to the second episode of nail tech talk my name is chloe i hope everybody is enjoying their day enjoying their weekend so far i know the weather has been going up and down one day it's hot one day it's cold so hopefully everybody's allergy is not rising up and yeah um if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. It's called Nail Tech Talk. You can catch my uh, Spotify um, account. And also, I am free on um, Apple Podcasts, also iHeartRadio. And without further ado, I have my special guest, my good friend, my co-worker, Miss Olivia Boy. Welcome to my podcast. How are you? Thank you, Chloe. I'm great. I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing amazing. I'm a little bit tired. I just got off work, but I am doing good. I feel that. Makes yeah. the day go quick. Glad it's moving into some warmer months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready for the summer, but I'm going to get the summer by together. But you know Girl. what? I'm just ready for it to get. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just had a burger today. <laughs> um girl i was probably, probably gonna get a burger too then i saw the pizza like um from thursday so i just took it home with me like it's free food right <laughs> <sighs> all right so before we begin olivia tell us about yourself where you're from what do you do and also where you work at and also your instagram handle sure so i was born and raised in dayton ohio I moved to Columbus in December of 2020, so perfect timing. Um, (laughs) So I'm actually working for myself. I just started on my own a little over a month ago. So I'm a hairstylist and nail tech. I specialize in natural nails, gel X, nail art, and then mostly like color blonding services um, and haircuts. Right. And then my beauty page, my professional Instagram is beauty.and dot mains m-a-n-e-s so you can find me on there i post a lot on there um a lot of my work so yeah yes everybody go check her out she does a really good job she is really nice if you're in the columbus era area go check her out she does a really good job not only with nails but also hair too you can get best of both worlds Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get home with the question so First question, how long have you been doing hair and nails? So I started, like I said, I'm from Dayton. So I started school actually in, I think, April of 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, So just shy of like four years. Next year will be about four years, which is crazy. Um, But I actually had an initial love for hair. I never intended to do nails. Mm -hmm. And then with moving to Columbus, like I just really wasn't able to find any salons that were like good fits or mm-hmm. the pay was right or that mm-hmm. I'd be able to actually be working behind the chair right. and not doing like front desk or assisting. So I decided to kind of move into nails and then just grew a love for it um, after working for my last job. Good, 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 good. Do you feel like you will be doing hair and nails if you haven't moved to Columbus? Oh, yeah. There's days, honestly, that I wish I would have stayed and tried to build a clientele in my hometown first, but I knew I wanted mm-hmm. to move. So I just felt like it was kind of the perfect time to just start um, fresh and then just build the clientele that I wanted. And it's a lot of work, as you know. 
in general, right. just building a clientele, mm-hmm. but especially when you move to a new city. Right. All right. Good. Good to hear. Um. So next, what motivated you or interested you t- into becoming a nail technician? What's the story behind it? Yeah. So I used to work very, 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 very short time frame. I worked three jobs literally for like, oh, probably, wow. Yeah. Literally for probably like a week or two. And those three jobs, I was a billing specialist for a company. Um, I worked at Ulta on the weekends. So I was doing Saturday, Sundays there. And then I was doing a home health care job as well. So they were all starting to kind of conflict with each other. So I was like, okay, I have to right. give up something. And I really wanted to work at Ulta because I always had a love for makeup. And mm-hmm. so while I was working there, um, our brow specialist, she actually had went to cosmetology school and we were just talking about it. And she was like, you know, I really think that you would like it. You should look into it enrolling. And I actually thought about enrolling when I was 19, but at the mm-hmm. time I was, didn't have a car. I was still living at home. I was way more interested in making money than using any money to go to school. Um, right. So sometimes I still think about that too, but yeah. So talking to her, her name was Caroline talking to her. Um, really just inspired me to look into it and Mm -hmm. just see what all I could do with it since I already had that love for makeup and I never really was into hair. Um, Mm -hmm. but it, it just quickly became a a huge interest in all of it because it was all new and just Mm -hmm. fun. And there's just so many different things you can do with it. So yeah, that, that's what really inspired me to go ahead and start school. Um, after I had left Ulta to start school full time. Oh, nice. So mm-hmm. how did the conversation start up? Did she like introduce you to like what she does or do you ask her something? How did that go? Um, yeah. So, I mean, we worked together quite a bit. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. I worked on the weekends only and just kind of got to talking. I really enjoyed working for Ulta. There was really no reason that I left other than the fact that I was working still seven right. days a week. Um, loved all the girls I worked with. It was a great experience. I've always loved like helping people and just customer service in general. So it gave me a way to kind of do both, but yeah, Mm -hmm. just honestly talking to her, just hearing more about the program and just all the different opportunities that you could have with it. I just felt like it would be something that would be a good fit for me because I'm already doing beauty related things. I -hmm. might as well get certified and licensed. I'm all about the licensing and certifications because anything you can do to set yourself apart from people, even if you're skilled at something, like having that Mm -hmm. license Mm -hmm. um, can really set you apart and set the tone for better opportunities and just basically just for people to take you more seriously. Right. Because there'll be some people be like, oh, yeah, I take a chance on you. Then like something happens like, man, I wish I would with somebody that was more like certified that actually like right you know went to school and got the education so yeah i get that yeah mm-hmm. it makes a difference oh yes oh yeah because i think i'd be like seeing uh watching excuse me watching youtube videos of like i think you've probably seen those where uh nail tests go to these low star like rated salons and sometimes like people don't have their license kind of janky the bathroom's like a hot mess yeah. I'm like, Oof. Yeah, it's it's really important. And if you are somebody that's in this industry and don't think that clients pay attention to that and cleanliness and sanitation, I mean that's mm-hmm. what state board's biggest thing is, I feel like. So you gotta have it together to be yeah. successful. Yeah, and I always tell clients before they walk into a nail salon, always see or ask like, 
do you guys package your implements like the non-porous um products if they don't do it then right you're better off just walking away mm-hmm. exactly yeah. yep all right so what school did you go to and how was your experience there Oof, this question <laughs> <laughs> no um so i went to school um at creative images in mm-hmm. dayton and i actually had a great experience in terms of the girls that i went to school with and i had amazing teachers unfortunately we were very understaffed so i actually cycled through i think about six teachers in a year and a half mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i'm thankful for that because the teachers that i did have i remember i had one teacher and she was amazing at haircuts. She used to run, I think she was like an area manager, a regional manager or something like that for, I want to say sports clips or super cuts, something like that. Uh And I was struggling with my haircuts, with layering. Like I could not get it down. And me and her just really developed a great relationship. She actually let me cut her hair and color it within the first week of meeting her. And we just really hit it off. And that to this day is why I love doing haircutting because there was a lot of girls I went to school with that unfortunately mm-hmm. did not have a teacher. So they didn't have any experience, didn't feel mm-hmm. comfortable with shears. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really kind of worked out for me in a way. I do wish that there was more structure at my school, just in terms of the curriculum wasn't really as broad as I would have liked it to be. And I remember doing my exit interview and just telling them to kind of incorporate more um, textured hair and mm-hmm. just just keeping up with the trends like even at that right. time extensions were popping lashes was popping right like we got to be doing different stuff but I understand like they have their own curriculum and things that they have to follow and we went through mm-hmm. Sassoon so I do appreciate having the Sassoon um, teachings because that mm-hmm. is pretty popular but yeah overall it was it was a lot of work and I was going to school full-time um And then, well, I'm sorry. No, I started actually on nights and I was working full time. And then when COVID happened, they extended my graduation date. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I want to get out of here. (laughs) I want to be done. (laughs) So I switched to days at school and started working actually at night, doing like 5.30 to 11.30 at night or something crazy like that. Like sometimes I just do crazy things to like push myself and see if I can do it. But I really just wanted to get done, you know? Um, Right. Yeah, that was my experience. I really, we had a great graduation rate and a great state board exam passing rate. So there were some good things about the program. I feel like you just kind of had to power through it and just really keep your eye on the end goal, which is just getting your education, graduating on time, keeping your attendance good and just moving on with life, you know, Um, because I I feel like I hear that about a lot of schools. So yeah, that was Mm -hmm. my experience. Good. Um, How Mm -hmm. long was your program for? So if you did full-time for cosmetology, it was 11 months on days. So I think it was like 8 to 4.30 or 8 to 5. Um, but doing nights, it was only four days a week for four hours. So mm-hmm. the whole program really turned into about a year and a half oh, for wow. cosmetology. Mm-hmm. And like, how was the testing at State Board? Um, I know you do the testing, but what was it like doing like the hair portion? Because I don't know too much about that. So I won't lie, I was pretty unprepared for my actual exam, only because there was a little bit of ego involved. I felt Mm -hmm. like I had it in the bag, like we had Mm -hmm. done so many prep 
you know, exams and mm -hmm. um, technicals for the haircut and everything. So I felt like I had it locked in, especially with the written, because we were told it was like very basic questions, like a lot mm -hmm. of sanitation questions, but very basic, like color theory questions. Uh, I was shocked to find when I got to state board that morning, I actually did well on the technical part for the haircut. So uh -huh. there was no talking. I remember there was a girl to the left of me who was really struggling. Like I could tell she was having like anxiety and I felt so bad for her because I just wanted to be like, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. But there was, they were very strict about all of the rules and everything as they should be. Um, right. So that part wasn't too bad, but the written part was pretty much all nail questions for me. And mm -hmm. I was struggling because I was like, I don't know any of this. I didn't study any of this. I didn't study. It was like all those nail diseases that you can't oh, pronounce. And, yep, yep, yep. And they all sound the same. And I was like, I don't know what this is. So I was just kind of taking guesses. And I actually failed my state board exam by one point the very first time. Oh. I failed it by one point. And it was, on the, it was on the written. And I was just so mad at myself. Like, I just had the worst day and week. And I just felt like a failure, you know, because it's right. like – this is something that I care about so much. Like I thought I knew everything I've been mm -hmm. on, on top of everything and I was studying, but I just wasn't studying the right things. So went back, retook it and passed. Thank God. Good. <laughs> but it was definitely a learning lesson, you know, like you right. gotta, you have to, and that's what I love about this industry too, especially doing the cosmetology program. Like you learn so much information, but you can get, um, well-versed in everything. It doesn't have right. to just be nails. It doesn't have to just be hair. Like you just know kind of a little about a, a lot when you come out of school and you really don't start doing a lot of the full learning until you graduate, which I feel like everybody says. So, right. But yeah, very, very nerve wracking experience for all the girls, all the boys, all the whoever. Like, <laughs> yes, it, it, I was hard. <laughs> yes. I was pretty nervous myself. Yeah. I did feel like, um, like the written portion and yeah there were some questions I was like wait hold on what's this what's this in the handbook like I don't remember mm -hmm. these questions so yeah I had to like go back learn it I used quiz left like that definitely helped and I passed it the second time like thank god right I know it's just a sigh of relief <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> skills and techniques as a nail technician so very big on social media right like, mm -hmm. like you got tiktok you have youtube um so definitely youtube videos i still am on youtube but mm -hmm. it's definitely for different things i feel like there's a lot of people out there who are still blessing us with like their knowledge and their skill through youtube but i really mm -hmm. actually enjoy I would say TikTok and Instagram the most. I used to use Pinterest a lot for yeah. hair and for nails, but I don't feel like it's as updated as fast as TikTok and Instagram. So I yeah. look to those two for inspiration. And I remember working at my last job and there were so many trends that I felt like we were just late on. And I kept seeing like, you know, the reverse ombre and the, you know, triple or quadruple cat eye colors right. and mm -hmm. the, the chrome nails. nails. Yes, yep. there were so many things. And I remember telling um, 
I remember telling like our manager and our leads, like, we got to order this, we got to get this because, you know, just trying to keep up with those trends because they don't last forever. But it's like, it's just the hype that people like of like, Ooh, everybody's doing this. Like, let me try to like mm-hmm. the, swir- the swirl nails and just, yep. uh-huh. like nail art has <laughs> just come so far. It's crazy. So yeah, I'm always looking for inspiration. Um, I love my clients that get nail art cause they send me stuff and I do like to practice on just the, um, you know, like a test nail or something. So I remember doing that one day and, I think somebody had wanted sunflowers and I was like, okay, I'm going to go in the basement and practice sunflowers and just have kind of an idea of what she wants. That way you don't feel mm-hmm. as nervous because right. doing it on the spot sometimes it's like, okay, in your head, you're like, I know I really don't have experience with doing this, but I'm going to try. Right. And you also just don't want to make the client feel like you don't know what you're doing. So right. <laughs> it's just like a whole process of that. But um, yeah, I mean, anything, I use anything for inspiration. So lots of, lots of options. Now on YouTube, is there anybody particular that you watch or should just like whoever? Um, on YouTube, it's kind of just whoever. I do love Jackie Ina. Um, she is a black beauty YouTuber. I've been following her for a little over probably 10 or 11 years, but I just mm-hmm. like, I just love her personality. Our birthdays are like six or seven days apart. Like I just love her energy, but she's always keeping up on like current trends, reviews, different foundations. And me and her have the same complexion. I think we're actually mm-hmm. like the same shades in a lot of foundations. So I look to her a lot for just inspiration or just new things I want to try. But, um, I would say Instagram and TikTok are probably more of my go-tos for nails. There's mm-hmm. several pages I follow on Instagram for nails. Um, I like, I think a style by Regs, uh, M's Nails. I found both of them through Instagram. Katie Dutra, she's great. Um, there's there's so many nail techs. Those are just the top three I'm naming just because I've seen their stuff just recently. But I mean, there's just right. inlet loca polka nails. Like there's endless amounts of people that just have like bomb nail art. And it's just, it, it's really exciting to see because I think, and I don't know if you ever felt this way, like with doing natural nails, I feel like that's mm. becoming like a new thing. Like it's always right. been acrylic and, you know, long, like the junk nails and everything, which is still so cool. But there's so many women now that are cool with having their natural nails and growing out their natural nails and doing right. stuff on that. So it's like, okay, these women are doing it. They're making a killing doing it. Mm-hmm. They have a good clientele base. Like you can be successful just doing natural nails. So, right. Yeah. I um I follow I don't know if you know her name her name is called Tabitha Snails she's on YouTube okay um, I'll have to look her up I don't think I know that one. Oh yes definitely go check her out um her um nail art videos like the whole process of it it's always just so soothing I'm like wow oh I love that I know I can sit and watch them all day oh yeah like she did this one where it was kind of like this ombre but she does use a polish she used like a powder which i know a lot of people use that for ombre because it saves like a lot of time but yes yes, i definitely love her videos as well and And, i've been seeing oh i'm sorry i mean to cut you off go ahead oh no you're good um i'll say like a nails education and nail nails i think she's probably popped it in your feed a few times but she does like crazy like nail art so those are like my top three people that I watch regularly yeah and you know when well when you mentioned the ombre I was gonna say I feel like a lot of people that's probably like one of the harder techniques to get down with natural nails with gel because I saw you post it I saw like Madeline post something about it and it looks so pretty but it really is like 
more on the splotchy side when you do it with gel mm-hmm. polish. But I've been thinking about getting, they're really not that expensive, just like a little airbrush machine. Cause I've seen a lot of texts do that off like mm-hmm. Amazon. It's like 20 yep. bucks. So I thought about maybe doing that for that really pretty, like nude or pinky white ombre blend, um, that I think would look really cute or, or even a powder that might work too. And just going over it with like a similar shade to kind of blend it out or just like a, you know, light, light, light pink top right. coat or something like that. Even with Tabitha's nails, she does ombre. She does like this gel, but it's like a cream, so it's not as runny. So mm. it just stays in place. Okay, I'll like have to look she, her up. Oh, yeah. And I was looking, I'm like, this would definitely help a lot, especially doing like ombre. Like, yes. You, you don't have to do too many like layering or coats. It's high pigmented, something like I'm gonna have to get this. Like, yeah. I, really, I really need this because I love to do ombre. I tell clients, I don't know, girl. Um, we're just gonna do some French tips. It's called a day, right? Because it does take time, and you just never. It's just one of those things that you don't know how it's gonna turn out. Like, it's easier to blend similar colors, but to do right. like white and nude, pink and nude, it's really hard to get that seamless line. Yeah, you know? or seamless blend. That's how I'm like, yeah, um, girl, we're gonna do something <laughs> else. So yeah. Right. <laughs> let's let's try a different. What other pictures do you have? Right. <laughs> I've been feeling bad, but I'm like, I gotta be honest with myself. I don't want you to sit there being mad at me. I'd rather just do something that we both know that'll turn out great. So right. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next question. Um, why do you enjoy doing else? I know you mentioned this earlier, but kind of like more like in depth like why do you enjoy like what do you get out of it that makes you want to do nails yeah so and kind of going back to you were asking like how I got my start like I said I always had a love for makeup but I also used to draw when I was younger too so I think it kind of all circles together because I used to ask myself that question like when I first started doing nail art I was obviously nervous, but as I started to do it more and more, I'm like, there's part of it that kind of just came natural. Like I never had an issue with this drawing, but it's obviously different working with polish and a small, small surface versus Mm -hmm. using pencil and paper to draw out something huge. So, but it's, it's all of it. Like I love being around other nail techs and just other people in this industry. Like there's just so many ways to make money in this industry. And obviously like, it's not all about the money, but there's just so many ways to have like a really successful career in this industry. And that's what I love, but just getting that inspiration from other people and seeing what they're doing. And I just love learning and, um, I, I'm always, I always want to be on the learning side. I never want to feel like I know enough or that I know it all because right. I don't, but I just love having those moments where it's like, ah, oh, this is why I do this. Or, you know, I love my clients. Like I have built great mm-hmm. relationships with all my clients, like on a very personal level for a lot of them. And it is kind of like a little mini therapy session for me and for mm-hmm. them. And I feel like you attract the people that you want. So Right. I, I just love my clients for so many different reasons. But yeah, I think it's all of it. And just creating those relationships and really just having a chance to network and just those conversations that we have about work or travel right. or, you know, what they're doing. And it's like I've my first job out of school, I had um I got my insurance, my state farm insurance guy through there. <laughs> so it was <laughs> like we were just talking and I'm like, Okay, cool. I got this insurance guy, I got a wealth advisor, I got this guy who owns this business. I there's just 
there was just endless types of people that I was dealing with and talking to that it's just like, wow, right. you know, this is great networking. I'm just having a conversation with these people. So um, that's been really cool too. Oh yeah, I definitely feel the same way uh, working at my current job. I feel like I've been doing lots of networking. Like I met a few people who works in um, Aircrombie, some people who work at Victoria's Secret, more to L Brands, or even like JP Morgan Chase. Like so many other areas, like people like them, they want to get their nails done. Right. And so you just had like those those conversation, get the best of both worlds. I'm like, hey. I can go with this job. And also in the meantime, you're doing my nails. So you have like a good conversation and people don't realize that. You know, they're like, Oh, like you're just getting your nails done. You know, so like, no, it's more to it. But also like, it just depends on your personality. Like you said, the type of clientele that you want to attract. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely do hear you on that. I kind of feel like we're on the same like journey. Cause I like to draw too. So like I like to be like yeah you're good creative. at it with the painting oh, yeah. and everything it's just a creative outlet yes and I feel like like you mentioned before that you're always learning something it's not like it's always at a stillness it's always something like new coming out so that's why I like being a, a nail tech just getting to like you know challenge myself do other things explore uh, other opportunities exactly on the way yep they're endless. Oh, yes. So, yeah. All right. And before I go into the next question, before y'all, um, before we move on, make sure before you, before you move on, oh my goodness, it's been such a long time. I apologize, y'all. <laughs> Excuse okay. me. I'm, I'm hungry, y'all. I'm hungry. After, after this <laughs> podcast, I need to eat, I need to drink, and just go to bed. Yes. And that's all you can do. You've had a you've had a long day. A long day. <laughs> so my apologies to everybody. Before going forward, make sure you follow, like, and share this podcast. Not only does help my podcast, also just help others as well. So please, I love the support from the from the podcast. So please um like and share, comment. Hit me up on Instagram, anything like that. It's called Nail Tech Talk. I'm also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also on Our Heart Radio. Yes. All right. So this is a big question. Mm -hmm. Um, what is the toughest part of being a nail tech? Everything. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that, depending yeah. on where you're at. <laughs> depending on where you're at. Um, no, I mean, definitely the labor part of it. And just, oh, yeah. I think I'm now that I'm on my own, I'm realizing how important it is. And I mean, I knew that before, just to take care of your body and stuff. But I have more mm -hmm. control now over what I can do, what type of chair I can get, you know, getting a dust collector. That's something I still have not purchased that I really need to right. get because for whatever reason, it wasn't clicking in my brain. Just all of the hand filing, even with e-filing mm -hmm. that we do, all of that dust and debris and everything is just getting in your lungs and it's really not good for you. So right. I'm like, I need to get me um, a dust collector, but just taking care of your body, like 
Mm -hmm. um, getting mm -hmm. massages or just having yes. re having rest days. You know, I think yes. this is definitely the type of job that is very easy to do a seven day work week because if you have that clientele, that's great. And you have all these people you can get in, you're sitting down for the majority of the day, but just right. taking a moment to like stretch or go on a walk or just move your body and really make sure that you're taking care of you. Um, mm -hmm. and honestly, probably I would say pay slash building a clientele because, um, depending on if you're working on your own or you're in a right. salon, it's a lot, it's a lot to try to control both of those. Sometimes right. you don't have access to controlling both of those. So I feel like once you have your clientele, you're good. And I really did learn mm -hmm. that this past year because, you know, when I came back and I was doing full time, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I see what the girls were saying now about like our slow season. You really have your regular clientele that are on a routine with you that really are your saving grace during that time right. of the year. And yep. that's a huge blessing. But yeah, just like probably time management, like I said, pay, paying yourself fairly, knowing your worth, finding a good fit in a different salon and just making sure that you are vetting places just as much as they're vetting you because right. not every salon is the same and not every pay is the same, obviously. So just making sure right. that you're finding a good fit for yourself. But there's, there's just so much more that goes into it, man. Like people really just don't understand if you're not in this industry, like these women and men are working their asses off, like yes. to get money, to get a career mm -hmm. going, to support their families, to take vacations, to have more mm -hmm. control of their free time. Like it's everything. So doing that in terms of, um, you know, time management, taking care of your body, listening to your body and just be being there and showing up for yourself so that you can have a better experience and provide a better experience for your clients. Oh, yes. Well said. Well said. Yes, 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 yes. I wish I had like a clapping so you get like a little yes. praise. I'm going to do my little clap. Yes. <laughs> I know the sound you're talking yes. about. <laughs> but yes, you said everything. Yes, definitely the labor is like the biggest mm -hmm. thing. Cause I didn't know how much because I was just going to the industry. I was thinking like, I don't know what I'm expecting. Now I'm like, Wow, it's a lot of labor. Not only it that, is. it's not only just labor, it's physical and mental, like you said. Mm -hmm. Also, just like the money, like every place can be different, like the pay can be good or it can be bad. And right. management can go like up and down and stuff. And so it's just like a whole like array of emotions. Right. And do but, you feel like, are you... The type of person, like, would you prefer working? Because I think right now, I like I said, mm -hmm. I think maybe three, depending on what I'm doing. If I'm doing hair mm -hmm. and nails, I would say probably a max of three clients a day. Like, that was my day today. Yeah. But on a day-to-day -day basis, like, do you feel like longer hours, more clientele is best? Or would you rather do shorter shifts and, or not shorter shifts, but shorter days of the week and then fit in more people during, like, three days? Like, what's your preference? Do you feel like, what would, what do you feel like would make you work the most efficient and still feel like you have energy at the end of the week? Um, I'd probably say like work longer hours just because I can get more people in. And also I feel like what we mentioned before, just the connections and opportunities and just like building that clientele. So right. even though like maybe tired, but also I feel like it's a job where I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So like, no matter what happens, I wouldn't mind doing a job 
but yes i definitely do prefer like longer hours out of the week just to, like get out the way so don't have to work as much but like sometimes just like you said it just depends on like where you're working at that can make a huge difference right i agree all right uh before we move on what do you do to like decompress um actually oh that's actually the next question <laughs> oh yes. okay so when you are not working what do you like to do in your spare time um definitely enjoy spending time with my friends as yeah. you know love my friends love to travel um spending time with my boyfriend like really just anything that's very chill and easy and just light and fun it depends on my mood though. It depends on the week. So sometimes right. I really just love to be, you know, in bed watching Netflix or, mm-hmm. you know, love is blind or yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> like that, that amazing show. So yeah, just d- listening to podcasts, like my favorite mm-hmm. podcast, I think is probably outside of yours, of course, mm-hmm. um, is it's called on purpose by Jay Shetty. And it's just all about like your mindset, mental health. Like he has amazing special guests and oh, wow. not not all celebrities he's had doctors researchers on there and just how important it is to just take care of ourselves how to you know dealing with like trauma and healing and it's just a really nice way to decompress for me personally like i'll just pop that on when i'm in the car or if i have a long drive um just something different to kind of listen to and mm-hmm. gain insight on and stuff so it really just depends on the week i do want to get into yoga I've only taken I think two yoga classes but I feel like that's a big thing up here in Columbus that and oh, I know yes. you and I did the, the Pilates class the one time yes honestly had it not been so expensive like I would definitely mm-hmm. commit to that or going oh, yes. to the gym like exercise is really important to me too yes. as you know so just just a ton of different things like I just kind of like to switch it up and hey getting my nails done getting a petty right like, facials anything I can do to kind of just make my heart rate go down a little bit and just chill so yeah, it depends on the week, but all, all of the above. Oh yeah, so I was gonna say like everything that you should kind of just took the words out of my mouth. Like mm-hmm. literally, probably doing the exact same thing. Um, I am trying to get more massages um, in, um, because I I go to Massage Envy, and this one guy he left unfortunately, but those massages like it really helps even while I'm still doing nails like my back wouldn't ache as much because I was getting massages and yeah. I wasn't working out that much I was getting massages like it just made everything better right and once I stopped doing it like my body just like ooh, like everything's tight not to get him a, a machine not a machine a, a massage gun just to help loosen yes. the muscles a little bit I'm glad you said that. I, I've been meaning to order one of those for like over a year now. The like Theragun things or like the knockoff mm-hmm. version of those. Um, but I remember the last massage, well, it might not have been the last one, but I remember getting one out here and I asked him and I said, you know, why is like, how do I prevent my back and my shoulders from getting tight and stuff? And he was like, it's really just your industry. He was like, if you sit at a computer all day or you're doing hair, you're doing nails, like there's no way to prevent it. You're going to have that extra strain because of what you do every day. Right. But mm-hmm. just the maintenance of getting those monthly massages and just really trying to keep your muscles as relaxed as possible is going to help you down the long run, you know, because right. I think that's kind of like the sad part about doing hair and nails too is like there is kind of a cap on when you should stop. 
Not for right. everybody. Like, I mean, I know right. some people who've done hair and nails and stuff for like 40 years and they're still going, which is great. And I think that's what we all probably want. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's such a, uh, it's so much wear and tear on your body that right. it's just not sustainable for a lot of people. So it's definitely important to make sure that you're keeping, keeping yourself together when you're not working. Oh yeah. Cause I feel like once I get to a certain age, I'm like, yeah, I can be doing this more. Like my back hurt, mm-hmm. my neck hurts. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it'd be exactly. really sad if I can't do it. I'd be like, oh my God. Like maybe one day my kids are just doing their nails on the side just for fun or something. Right, right. All right, yeah, these are all good things. I love it, Olivia. I love it. <laughs> I hope you guys are listening. I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation too. Yes. Those who are listening, yes, I'm loving this. Love it, love it. All right. So now we're getting more into technical stuff. So first question, what was your first nail art? So I think this is funny because, okay, so two things. The first technical nail art I did was actually in school. Um, Mm -hmm. It was on one of my uh, classmates' nails. And I remember it was for Halloween. So I did like the drip nails, like almost like the, it looks like blood, like, you know, the Mm -hmm. Little yeah. drips. So we did those. That actually came out good, but I wanted, she wanted a pumpkin. And it's actually on my beauty page. Like if you scroll way down um, mm-hmm. from a few years back, and it's just like this tiny little pumpkin on her ring finger. And her and I still laugh about Aww. it to this day because it was just so small. And I just didn't feel comfortable like actually going for it and doing stuff. It's the tiniest ass pumpkin <laughs> on yeah. her nail. Um, but the first legit client that I did was, um, a friend, just a French tip. And it really did take me a long time. And it's only because I was not supposed to be on the books for nail art at that point. This was only like my second or third week of working and it just freaked me out. And thank God she had long nails. So I was like, okay, just follow the white of her nail and cover all of that. So it, it came out good. It definitely took me a long time. I think she was Mm. there almost for two hours. I'm not going to lie, but she was super patient, super sweet and she loved them. So that was my first kind of intro to it. And even though I was super nervous, I was like, okay, Mm. we got through that and now we can practice and we'll do it again. So yeah, yeah, that was, I think my first one. Yeah. And sometimes with certain nails, sometimes I just wing it because you never know. I'm like, Oh, it wasn't that bad. Just sometimes like we're always in our head thinking like, "Mm, I don't know. But once we're into it, they're like, oh, it was simple and that quick? Okay. Right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. A lot of it is in your head. Oh, yes. Yes. Because I keep telling like one of my coworkers, they'd be like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, yes, you can. You can do it. Because you know, um, Ari, uh, she was uh, very nervous about the cow print. I said, no, girl, oh, you yeah, are doing so good. Oh, yeah, it turned out really cute. And she was like, shaking. I'm like, girl, you got this. I'm here to help you. And she did a good job. Very good job. So so sometimes take, you know, the encouragement, also the support and patience. I feel like those three Mm -hmm. are like the key things when you're against like nail arts and stuff. Exactly. Time, patience, encouragement, and support. Yes, those are definitely very key. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, how small was that... (laughs) That pumpkin. Oh my God. It was probably like I'll send you a picture after this. Um, okay. It was probably the size of a life size like pea, like the vegetable. Like oh it might have goodness. actually been even smaller than that, to be honest with you. Like I was just so scared to make it bigger, and then we drew like a little smiley face on it. I mean, it was a cute little pumpkin, but we just laugh right. at it now because it's like okay, clearly nobody would ask for this 
tiny of a pumpkin on their nail for Halloween, right. but it was just the lacking of the confidence and just like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the best that I could do at that time. <laughs> that time. Right. <laughs> so yeah, she loved it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's going to be like, you know what, screw it. Let's just do it. Right. And sometimes, you know, it comes out better than what you think it is and a client is satisfied. So yeah, just taking that first step. Exactly. And I think and we're it, our own worst critics, like harder on yeah. yourself than the client probably doesn't even care, you know? Right, because, you know, they're saying, like, girl, like, it's okay. Because sometimes that's what I love, like, with clients, especially clients that, you know, be like, oh, girl, it's okay. Like, I'm not really picky. Right. So like, okay, like, whoo, so it takes that much pressure off. I'm saying, like, oh, I don't know if you like it. Like, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so if again, those jitters out the way, now I feel like I can do, like, you know, more nail art. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. So moving on, do you have any particular or multiple nail designs that you like to do? It's a particular style or frame. What's what's the top? I'm gonna I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. What's like your top three or top five like nail designs that you like to Ooh, do? Okay. So I would say. Cat eye is one, which to be honest with you, I never really cared about cat eye mm-hmm. until the last, probably like the last six months. And I feel like it's just because I'm just now getting a better feel on how to use it properly and how to right. get that effect that you want. Like mm-hmm. I am so amazed by, I think it's, I want to say it's Samsung nails and I'm pretty sure that she is who made the Hailey Bieber nails go viral, oh. but she does a lot of different types of nail art on her Instagram and she's really really good with the cat eye and just layering up the colors and giving like this really cool effect but it's like five or six different effects in one I don't know but I really want to get better with my magnet and just try out different techniques but I also feel like it has a lot to do with the product so that's Mm -hmm. one I love chrome I just bought the Cocoist liquid chrome the beauty show was last weekend so I got I think four or five of their colors for that so I'm Wow. really excited to use those because it's just chrome is just so messy like I love the way it, it is. looks but it's just so messy in the powder form so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that I love doing florals anything floral I want to try it um and then what else I do really love ombre I would like to get better at that too I've only done that a couple right. of times but that could definitely be in my top and then honestly I'm loving like the abstract nails but having like different designs on each nail so I'm not I would like to be better with the swirls but I'm usually doing swirls though on people who don't have the length that I need to do a proper swirl that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's why they don't come out the way I want them to but um on long nails it looks amazing so yeah I would like to get better at um at the swirls but definitely abstract Mm -hmm. nails like I've seen like a lot of the checkered print and like um you know the colored French and there's just mm-hmm. so many things. So I would say those will probably be my top ones. Top ones. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely like the, um, definitely want to try like the ombres. I feel like my top ones. And you mentioned the flowers. I saw like on your page, I think it was like the yellow, um, sunflower. The background was purple. That was like my favorite one. Yes. I, was like, Ooh, I really like that. Right. Yeah. Yes. The sunflowers are cute. And there's so many different ways to do those and do the daisies and, um, all that type of stuff. How did you do that? So I used um, 
So what I did, especially with the flowers, I've noticed people to get them to look like more 3D or more realistic. So mm -hmm. I took my liner brush and I just did white long strokes as the outline of the flower. So I did right. just a full coat of those all around, cured it. And then when she took it out, we did another coat of the white lines, kind of overlapping the first ones to mm -hmm. make it look fuller, but it mm -hmm. made it look more flower-like. And then we just went in with a deeper yellow in the middle for the, um, for the center. Ooh. But yeah, she loved she loved those. Those were so cute. Yeah, I love those. I'm like, dang, those look really crisp. They yeah, really good job on Thank those. You. I like it. You're welcome. Oh, yes. your nail art is bomb too. Like your Coca Cola. Those. I'm still not over the Coca Cola Pepsi <laughs> nails you did. And like you're just and to be able to do that on yourself and like even the little like cartoon design you did that last time mm -hmm. or the sweater nails. Like I think yes. those are really cute. But yeah, you're you are really good with the nail art too. Thank you, girl. I appreciate you're welcome. It. Like praise to both of us. We're both just like doing so well with ourselves and, and we are. I'm proud of crafts. us. Oh yes, I'm proud of us. Yes. Like even you starting this podcast, like I remember when we were talking about it several months ago and you're like, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she's actually doing it. Like I was telling um, you know, my boyfriend Johnny about you and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, This is just so great that she's really following her dreams. And I'm like, podcasts is a whole nother world of um, you know, just people that you can reach because a lot of people right. are into podcasts now, which is oh, great. Yes. So, and I think this is such a unique uh, market to have for a podcast because a lot of people don't know anything about the beauty industry or no, to be honest, really care to know about it because they don't think that any real work goes into it. Like I've had clients say like, Oh, I didn't realize that there was this much that went into that job. Or I remember I used to work with this girl and she was, when I was in school and she was like, mm. Oh, I thought you just played in hair all day. Like you guys have actual tests and stuff. And I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. We, we are, we are chemists. We are colorists. We yes. are everything. We're scientists. <laughs> like for real, we're scientists. So let's, if you really want to get into it. So <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of offended that she said that, but it's like, people don't know. So I'm like, just having a platform like this is a good way to educate people who are curious or just want to listen to something different. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Some people, especially my mom, like she knows nothing about the beauty industry. So I kind of have to mm -hmm. break it down to her, especially about like tipping, you know, is is definitely a very big part in any like service like industry, like tips, like yes, oh, we get gosh, like yes. paychecks and stuff, also tips also leaves like another factor to like the pay as well. But right. don't realize that we have to go the extra months to have like a decent tip. Right, exactly. I'm probably going to do a podcast about, uh, or do an episode about tipping, how to tip, you know, <laughs> good tippers, right. bad tippers. Yeah. Right. Some people be given $5 and did like a, a whole like big service, like this intricate nail art. Yeah. I'm like, really? And I know like, obviously the nail industry has changed in terms of the pricing, but everything's gone up. Product and supplies has gone up, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like your time. And it's like, I don't think people realize that you're paying for my time and my skill. And right. it, you know, there's all types of things like the stickers and the stamps and stuff out there, but I really just enjoy doing hand painted nail art because yeah. it's almost like a little challenge for me. Like you said, with yes. the creativity and stuff, but just really having people understand like this is this is not something that everybody can do so mm -mm. I I deserve to be paid for what I feel like I'm worth and right I think that there are you just got to find those clients that are willing to pay you what you're worth and see the value and what you bring to the table right um my instructor told me that when she was um in school and she was doing her clients um hair 
and the client told her that oh i have enough money i have the money to pay to the service so she took like a whole big gallon of water poured it on her head oh dang in real life yes real life (laughs) i was just like dang i was like mm-mm-mm Right. Like, if you didn't have money for the service, you could have just canceled. Mm-hmm. People are crazy, man. Like, people yeah. will go to a lot of lengths to get something for free. Yes, those people. Luckily, I haven't had those people, like, in the nail industry, but definitely a lot of those when I was, like, working at Bob Evans. The mm-hmm. crazies were real. Right. You know? Yeah, but luckily, I haven't had too many um, bad apples in my experience so far. That's Hopefully, it Me neither. yeah that's a blessing yes all right so moving on how do you stay up on how do you stay on top of nail trends so kind of going back to like i said tiktok and just there's so many and you know obviously our phones just listen to us all the time but like every time i get right. on google to search something on my phone there's a nail article popping up like top 10 manis to have top 25 for the spring or whatever so every now and then i'll click through those just to see what people are thinking are going to be trends or like colors of the year i still don't understand mm-hmm. how people can pinpoint what the color of the year is going to be before it happens um and it's usually like on point so um, but yeah, TikTok, um, word of mouth, sometimes, like sometimes my clients will bring something to me, like, have you seen this? Or I'll ask them if they've seen something that I think is cool that maybe they want to try in the future. Um, cause I also feel like there are a lot of people out there who are very neutral and kind of basic when it comes to their nails mm-hmm. and their nail colors and stuff. And right. it, it's just about having fun. And I always tell people like, it's your nails. I want you to be happy. If you don't like it, we can change it. Like I just had a client today and the color she chose was a little too bright when we put it on. So we just changed something else. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, because they're your nails. Like I want you to be happy with right. what you're getting. But I feel like there are a lot of people out there who really like nail art, but maybe they're just scared to try it or they're scared to commit to it mm-hmm. because it's going to be on their nails for two weeks. So I feel like there's different right. ways to work yourself up to getting nail art. Like even if you just start with like a little accent nail, like a little flower or a color right. French instead of a white French, like there's just different things like that. Um, celebrity wise, I don't feel like, I mean, I know the Haley Bieber nails were popular. I don't mm-hmm. really feel like there's any other nail t- or um, celebrities that have trends, but I will say Khloe Kardashian's nails. Um, I have always, I've seen her nails for years. Like, I just think she always picks like the prettiest colors. I don't really feel like she does a ton of nail art, but the colors that right. she picks are very trendy. Um, I've seen her do like the chrome tips and stuff, but I see her, her nails pop up a lot because, um, I think she still goes to Chon Legend and he does so many celebrity nail celebrity nails. So I'm always checking out his work on his Instagram. But yeah, it just it really just depends. Oh yes. I definitely do notice like out of all of them, Chloe has like the best like nails. I definitely do notice yes. that she has, like this really good um like the shape like the sh- and everything. Yeah, like this shade. I think I think she mostly has like ballerina, like long ballerina, yes. uh, ballerina nails. Yes, mm-hmm. and she always has like a good statement color. That's the. Mm, okay. And to be that's honest, only if that's I probably the it... only nice things I can say about her. <laughs> <laughs> and her nails is popping. Yes, we can say that. 
Um, my so right now mine are um almond, but I don't know like so I used to be a square girl for years like and I loved tapered square when I wore acrylics. So mm-hmm. I don't know like I'm thinking I mean they're pretty long now. I'm just scared of like breakage, but I really kind of want to go to like a tapered square with my nails. So I don't know. It's just been something I've been thinking about. I'm a little nervous to do it, but mm-hmm. just talking about her nails kind of reminded me of that. Like if they were that length, I think the yeah. square would be gorgeous. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's just the chipping and snagging for me, the corners. Like I just can't do it. I can't commit to it. So with the nail trends, do you see yourself more like following trends or do you want to become like the trendsetter for people to follow? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, maybe a little bit of both. I don't know that. I mean, there's been a lot of things that I've talked to my clients about that they're like, what are you talking about? So probably more of me seeing it, right? Because I'm in the industry and like looking through Instagram and that's all that pops up on my explore page nowadays. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind being a trendsetter if you can call it that. But I feel like there's always someone in the world who's done it. We just don't know about it. Like that's how I think about it. But there's also always someone who just makes it blow up like Chrome. I mean, Chrome's been around for years. And when Hailey Bieber did her Chrome nails, it just took off from there. But so many new people that didn't even know about Chrome knew about Chrome because of Hailey Bieber. So in that way, Mm -hmm. yes, that would be cool. But um, yeah, I I just think there's just an endless amount of options that you can do. Oh, yes, for sure. All right. Now, this is like a personal question to you. Um, how do you encourage repeat clientele for future appointments? Um, so I'll be honest, I'm not very good at pre-booking. I never have been. And it's not because I don't want to. Like the platform I use for my booking is Gloss Genius. So at the end, when you check them out, and it sends them either a texted or emailed receipt if they want one. But then the next screen is scheduled their next appointment. So I do have a few clients that do like to pre-book, which I appreciate, but I'm not good at it myself. And I don't even do it when I get my own services done sometimes. So it just kind of, just because I don't know what that week's going to look like. I don't know what that month's going to look like. So it's just more about the planning piece of it, but just, um, you know, educating them on, nail care at home. Like I just started selling cuticle pens. So I've sold um, a few so far and then I have an order for some more coming in within the next couple weeks. So stuff like that, just small maintenance. I don't like to nail shame my clients. Mm -hmm. Like I know some people don't care and just are like, you know, stop doing this or I really need you to quit doing that. Like people are people, you know, and yes, that they should be doing things at home to maintain their nail care, but I'm not going to hound you for, not putting your cuticle on twice a day. Cause a lot of times right. I don't, you know, so, um, just forming that habit and things, but I really think it's just more of like building that relationship with your clients and just mm-hmm. having a good time. Like, you know, we listen to music, we're laughing, we're talking about travel and just BSing the, the whole service. And it's just fun, you know? So I think that on, that on top of, just trying new things and consistency. Like I feel mm-hmm. like that is the biggest thing. Yes. I feel like that's the only yes. thing that separates a successful person from an unsuccessful person is being consistent. Right. When you're consistent, people will come to you, follow you, go wherever, go out of their way because you are consistent. You show up on time, you know, you'd give quality work. 
you mm-hmm. take care of their nails in different ways that maybe somebody else, whether it's a hand massage or a hot towel or mm-hmm. paraffin wax or, um, you know, whatever it is. Like, I feel like people just have their different things that they like about going to a specific person for a service. And a lot of it really just comes down to personality because there's so many talented people out here. Like they could go to anyone, but they chose you for a reason. So I feel like it right. has more to do with you as a person than, um, you know, the fact that you do nails basically. Yeah. That's yeah. Everything you said is true. Just like the clientele, the relationship, and like you said, the big thing is the consistency. Mm-hmm. Like I know you mentioned, I said your pedicure, like the massage. You're like, oh, I really like that. Girl, your massages. <laughs> it's one of the best ones I've ever had. I was telling Johnny that because I told oh. him, it's like, if you do, you know, need stuff or need a model, I was like, Chloe gives a bomb massage. Like oh, it's just, yes. it's just different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you. Some of my clients have said the same thing. Like, well, you get like the best massage. And yes. like, I feel like I'm just doing like a basic massage. Like I'm not doing anything different. I'm just literally doing the same thing over and I'm like, I really love it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I just want to keep doing it. Right. And, and other comment that I guess that I love how you shape my nails how you do like the almonds and stuff and how you polish yes because I definitely do feel like clients do like that I don't have clients ever said that to you like how way how you find my nails buffed polish it definitely more of the shape um and I mean I am such a luminary advocate like after I took that class for the structured manicure, it's like not even just luminary anymore. Like I just used, um, the brand's called nail thoughts. So it's a sister company of Cocoist brand, but they also have, um, structure bases. So, Hmm. but they have colored ones just like luminary does, but the consistency is definitely different than luminary. It goes on a little bit smoother. It's not as thick, a little bit easier to glide on, but I, I swear by luminary. Like I swear by builder gels in general or multi-flex gels because they really help the longevity of your manicure Yeah, and they help with the chipping, the peeling. And even if you don't really necessarily want the length, you're still going to have a manicure that can last you over three weeks. And the client I did the sunflowers on actually, um, or the daisies or whatever, she messaged me a couple weeks ago and she was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't believe this luminary stuff. Like my manicure looks like I just got it done. And I told her it's a game changer. Like it I is. really feel like just putting it into all of my services and not even charging extra for it because I don't want to use anything else because it's just, you know, people need their manicures to last, especially if they, even if they're on a routine and they can't get in with you for four weeks or they're going out of town or they're at the beach mm-hmm. or whatever, you don't want to have chipped nails. Like as soon as that first right. one goes, it's like, it's all you can think about. So, right. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's definitely important, but yeah, the shape, the shape is everything too. You got to get that shape right. If the shape ain't yes. right, um, they're not happy. They're not no. happy. And you know, the one trick that I learned at my current job is like flipping the hand over because mm-hmm. and, and like our view may look like, oh, I think it's like it's straight, but the other way is kind of like, oh, it's kind of crooked, it's kind of slanted. So I try to find like, oh, wow, like I didn't even learn this in nail school. So I thought that was a really good tip to like use. I feel like it definitely does help, especially when I'm shaping um almonds because sometimes you might think it's straight, but then you turn and be like, oh crap, it's right. like cricket. <laughs> right. You gotta look at it from a different angle. Yeah, so I definitely feel like that's definitely um key. Mm-hmm. All right. 
How are you feeling so far? Are you feeling good? Oh, I'm feeling great. This is great. Yeah. I could talk I could talk about nails all day. Oh yes. <laughs> we could do like a whole presentation. All right. <laughs> all right. So next question. Describe a time where you faced something hard and challenging at work and how did you overcome it and what did you learn? Mm, okay. So let me think. So what's coming to mind first, I had a client who wanted all of these flowers on every nail. And now I'll oh, say I remember you, that. Yes. And you get like, it just stuck out so much because you get like two types of clients. You get clients that are very unsure of what to book for the level of nail art that they want. And then yes. you get clients like that who know that that is not something quick and easy, like a level right. one mm -hmm. and just expect you to whip it out in 20 minutes. And I was willing to try it on one nail and doing the multiple flowers, but I was nervous. Like I was, I think I was physically shaking and it was so hard for me. And I was just like, this is not working. And I kept starting over until finally she was just like, you know what? She was like, it's okay. We can just do like, you know how people just do the cute flowers with just the dotting tool. And yes. it's just like five dots and then one dot in the middle. So that's actually what we wound up doing. And we just did about two or three of those on each nail because I wasn't confident in the fact of giving her what the Pinterest picture looked like. Like it was really mm -hmm. pretty, but I was like, yes. I one don't have the time. I don't right. know how to do it. And at that moment, I didn't feel comfortable saying, I'm not sure that I can do this, but let's try anyway. But now even <clears> to this day, there are some things that I really want to work on that I don't feel confident in doing, but I'm, I'm more comfortable telling my client like, let's try it. And if it doesn't work, let's try something else. Or we can always do this instead type of thing. And 90% of the time, I feel like most people are okay with that because not everything's going to be for everybody and not everything's right. going to turn out the same. So it just really kind of depends. I had another client that wanted marbling and it was right after that service that I practiced marbling because I was not very skilled in doing marble marbled nails and right. it didn't really come out the way she wanted it to. Like I could tell she was upset and it's just kind of a defeating feeling. But at the end of the day, yeah. like you just have to give yourself grace because you, not everybody can do everything and that's okay. Right. And just being honest with your client about what your skill level is and just trying to kind of find that happy medium of giving them something <laughs> that they want, but also just something you can do that looks good. Oh yes, definitely. Cause I was going to retract back. That's probably like the, <clears throat> the toughest part being a nail tech sometimes the nail art doesn't come out the way that you want and a client's not satisfied so it's kind of just like mm -hmm. yeah it's not a good film but also it's kind of like you know it's your first time like you said give yourself some grace because i also think like the biggest thing is just saying no right <laughs> no i can't do it and i won't do it yeah, no, that's true because sometimes people need to hear no because it's like a lot of designs and I think people don't realize this too. Like when you find something off Pinterest or something, a lot of the times, and the same thing with hair, a lot of the times it's either Photoshopped or it's acrylic or it's um, like colored acrylic. So yes. doing a lot of those ombre nails, like it's just not even something that's going to look right with just gel polish. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. So that's another part of, I feel like just educating your client and making sure that they know what's doable and what's not based on what type of service we're doing or how much time I have, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause I definitely do feel like once I got more comfortable, as soon as I, I, I had to tell my clients like, yeah, I don't think I can do that. And the reason why blah, 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 even just leave it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely feel like 
No, it's such a powerful world. Not powerful. You see, I haven't ate today, so I apologize, y'all. <laughs> it is such a power. <laughs> it is such a powerful uh, word. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you just can't do it. Right. And when you're and a people simple- pleaser, like I'm coming mm-hmm. out of my people pleasing era. I told myself I wasn't doing that no more. And it's been a struggle. It's been a battle because it's like you want to say yes, but you know you need to say no because it's healthy to say no because you can't do it. Right. And you shouldn't want to do it all. And there's just got to be limits and boundaries on some things. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. And sometimes people don't like the like hearing the word like, oh, like we can't do this and can't do that. But also until I'm like. It is better if we do this because then this will happen, blah, 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 blah. So sometimes you can have like a firm stance no mm-hmm. and give a good explanation. And then they just like accept it and just move on. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I definitely went through that phase as people play. So I'm like, you know what? No, I can do this. You're just going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to find something else. Right. Exactly. Because there was this one time this one girl she wanted these clouds, but wasn't just like a just a white cloud. It was kind of like this illuminated, see-through cloud. Mm. And I told her that, I don't know if I can do it. She's like, you know, we can try. And when I did it, she's like, I'm starting not to like these. But I was kind of like, <laughs> dude, I just told you. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you getting mad at me? I told you that. I don't know what I'm doing, but we're going to try. Right. And so yeah, sometimes way. and sometimes it's that inspiration to just give you okay, this didn't come out the way I wanted to, but let me try, let me practice later after this appointment, mm-hmm. so that for the yep. next time I can have it together. Oh yeah, practicing is key, and anybody can just like with anything that you do, like practicing is very key because once you take the time to practice without that time restraint, it gives you time to like trial trial and error mm-hmm. so okay what works okay what technique what uh flow can i do and once you get that to motion like a routine and then you feel like more better better confident and once you're doing a client you feel like more into it you're both satisfied and that's such like an amazing feeling right it is yes all right um next question how do you educate your clients to properly take care of their nails? So definitely cuticle oil and moisture. I feel like it's much easier to preach during spring and summer months, ironically, because obviously mm-hmm. winter, fall, like our nails, our skin just gets super dry. So we need that extra hydration. Yes. But I feel like people are outside. It's summer. People are going on vacations. People want that glow. They want to glisten. They want all of the hydration and moisture. So I feel like it's just easier to have that as a pinpoint to use your cuticle oil, which is why I bought the pens. Like it's just something on the go. You can mm-hmm. pop in your bag. You can put it on. It's not messy. It's not greasy. Like I hear that word a lot, greasy. Like I have mm-hmm. a couple different lotions that I use, but they're super lightweight and moisturizing, but your skin is not feeling like you can't touch, you know, your bag or a piece of paper without getting something on it because of the right. lotion. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it depends. I don't really have too many issues with clients in terms of like any nail diseases, fungus, or, um, like, you know, uh, ridging or anything like that. So that's good. But 
if I did, I would definitely give pointers for that as well. But just preaching the nail strengthening, like I said, I have people who struggle with um, oily nail beds. So maybe doing like a double prep and prime, making sure the nail is yes. really, really dry. Um, mm-hmm. Or pe- I have a couple clients who have some ingrowns on their nails. So we have to take a little extra TLC to that to make sure that their polish isn't lifting on the sides because their nail right. deeper down, uh, you know, their skin is overlapping their nail. And to be honest, between you and I, I don't really believe in giving your nails a break. I hear that a lot. And I don't really press it too much because if that's what you want to do for whatever reason to save money or you feel like your nails are just getting super weak, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the luminary makes a difference. And just not um, – I've been having my – I've been educating my clients more on the acetone and filing process and just not – doing a full removal each time and getting more into the business of doing fill-ins because that is going to help maintain the integrity of your nail because you don't have to do a full removal every single time. And that's what's super damaging. It's just the process and then just the over um, use of that acetone that's really drying out your nail bed, making them flimsy and thin. Mm -hmm. So I feel like fills are becoming, or like a balance is becoming more of a better option for um, natural nails. Oh, yes, most definitely, yes, because, like, doing removals myself, not just gels, but also just gel X's, they're such Ugh. a pain. Gel X is the worst. We're moving. Do you use, um like, I know we've been trained to do hand filing and stuff. I have my last client I did with an e-file. It still took a while, but it's we did so many layers of polish because she had a lot of nail art on, so I think that's what took us along, mm-hmm. and we did do soaking and stuff. But I think that e-file really helps to cut down the time for the gel x removals oh yes for sure even like with gel sometimes like gels be really thick but yeah definitely like that e-file because i feel like it takes more of that extra layer off mm-hmm. it makes it like extra thin so once you go in probably working the other hand like the gels are probably just like coming right off once you get into it like it's just like sliding off like water right. like oil like it's just that simple it's when i um did a uh like an instagram reel where um this girl oh my goodness i forgot her name i apologize um she was doing a gel X removal and before she put in acetone, she put like oil around the cuticles. Yes. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like, Oh, I did not realize that. Like it's like a different method to everything. And that oil apparently like it does like take off like a good chunk of it. So you're not just scraping like this big, hard, rock you know gel x thing yes so i was like oh see even like you know we're educated i feel like i'm getting more educated do something like oh, i did not know that i know like next time i feel like we're always like learning something it's never just oh, yeah. oh like i'm stop. i'm just gonna stop right here like you know so everybody's listening like doing nails and hair just being in the beauty industry you're always learning so it's always like a new trick and technique to do stuff so exactly and you, you got to find what works best for you there's there's going to be something that works for everyone and that's not always going to be the same right yeah that's definitely very important yes all right so next question this is probably more like tech 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 so uh, the other viewers, like non-professional um, people, you may not know too much about this, but people who are professional, this might be a big debate. Uh, within this question, how do you feel about OPI and um, D&D? And within that, 
which pause brands do you prefer to use on clients? When it's like gels, record polish, nail art. Oh my gosh. I love DD. I was actually just talking to my client about it today. Like I could not say enough good things about this brand. Um honestly, <laughs> I I would say 95% of my polishes are DD because they just have first of all, the opacity is amazing. Like some colors you only need one coat to get that true color. And I yes. still will do two just to have because just that's what I'm just used to. And I just think it looks better. But right. at least you can see the color. But with OPI, I don't know. Their formula has just seemed to change multiple times over the past few years. So I don't really know what's going on. Like with the shrinking, I know you've struggled with that too. Like the shrinking under gel lamps, mm-hmm. um, the application is kind of runny. And just I feel like all of their colors now are more on the sheer side. And I don't know why, but yep. I have kind of straight away from using them. I don't have any OPI colors. I do think I'll probably still get some of the staple ones. Um, like some mm-hmm. of their classic reds, obviously like bubble bath or put it in neutral just because those are fan favorites. Everybody knows those. They look good on so many different things as a base or just on their own for neutral people, but definitely D and D all day. They have amazing colors. They're always coming out with new lines of polish. And I think I'm not a big fan of D and D's nail art liner. Um, brushes only because there's so much product in that bottle and it always just drips out of the cap and gets everywhere. Like it's just super messy. So what I'll do is usually use whatever color I'm using and just put it on my little, um, my little nail, uh, what do you call it? The little, not tray, but you know what you used to do nail art, my little gym thing. Um, so I'll usually just put it on that and just go in with my liner brushes to use it because those other brushes, it's just way too much product. But yeah, I love um, D&D. And then at the show, I got the Cuchillo brand last week. I really like their polishes too. We used to have a really pretty pinky neutral. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they discontinued, I don't think they discontinued it, but they didn't have it at the show. But they have a really, really good neutral line. And I like the consistency of their polishes. Um, and then, like I said, I'm new to Cocoist. These are my first ones that I bought was last weekend, but I do like what I see so far. Love the pigmentation, love the color line. The Nail Thoughts brand has really pretty colors as well. Um, I still want to try Luxa polish. I haven't bought any of those, but they have some really unique, pretty colors. I mean, there's just, there's so many different brands. And I think that's why I don't want to buy OPIs because I really want to branch out and try all of these other brands that are out there that have bomb polishes right. that nobody knows about just because maybe they don't have as much of a fan base or following, but they still have a really right. good product. So definitely interested in trying a lot of new brands. Are there any that you like or that you recommend? I recommend Zoya because my mom oh, I do like Zoya. likes their nail polish. Oh, yes. I feel like they have good colors. Also, the polish is not... It's not so big, so you could probably fit, like, a lot of their um, polishes. Like, I don't know if you use, like, a... Um, like a kit, cause I bought like this um, makeup kit. Uh, it's like really tall, mm-hmm. but I feel like with the Zoya polishes, they're like super tiny. So I feel like you can put a lot of stuff in there. And I feel like the same thing with D&D. It has like a lot of pigmentation. It does. And see, with, <clears throat> so I used to buy Zoya polishes, but see with Zoya and also Essie, because I feel like if Essie really wanted to, they could run the neutral game because all, pretty much all oh, their yeah, polishes sure. are neutral. But they're so sheer too. But like if they if Zoya and Essie both had gel polish as an option, and maybe they do, I don't know, I haven't checked, but I don't remember them ever having it as an option. I feel like they would be more useful for us just because 
Mm-hmm. I feel like regular polish is becoming a thing of the past too. Like it just doesn't last as long. Right. Unless you're doing it nope. on your toes. And even then for summertime, it's still better to get gel, honestly. So, um, right. but yeah, I do like the Zoya brand. They had some pretty colors. Oh yeah. And yeah, cause my mom, like I, yeah, yeah, she loves Zoya brand so much. She has like probably like multiple colors or I haven't, it's been a while since I've like, seem like her sash she may have some more but yeah she's like when i come over she's like hey koi can you polish my toes i'll make sure mom <laughs> and she actually picked out some good colors so yes. i was like oh i actually like this because i always slept always like sorry no, um i always like slept on it because i wasn't too familiar but once i started like using it and actually did like some research i was kind of like oh i actually like this brand yeah and and I did like a little a little bit of research on D and D, and actually they did like research on themselves because so many um, nail techs are trying to find like these colors, but sometimes like the quality, like we mentioned, the big thing pigmentation and the elasticity of it is not doesn't work. Right. So they put in like you know tested it out the chemistry and find like, how like the right formula. And I feel like whatever they did, whatever um, lab work or something, whatever they did, they did the thing. Right. You know, with Angela Bachelet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely love their colors a lot. I feel like once I do like nail art, I don't have to do like another um, layer on top of it because just like within the first layer, it's already like bright. Even if I put like a white on top of a black. Like, it will still show up better versus if I do um, OPI. I feel like I could do, like, two or three layers. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Which I, a lot of clients don't like that because it's like, okay, mm-mm. then their nails, like, look too thick and they don't like the look of it. So, it's just, you know, two coats, top coat. I know some people do double base. Some people do double top. I do feel like doing a double top coat has helped my clients tremendously with their nails. Um, and I just swear by that. So, it's really hard for me not to do a double a double top coat now, just because I've just seen I've just seen a huge difference with a lot of my clients oh, yeah. with the chipping and everything. So it really is just more on like a case by case basis. Oh yeah, do you um use double base coat as well, or is it just like double top? No, just double top. Um, okay. I feel like the base coat's okay, but it's usually like I said, those corners or the tops and it just depends on what your client's doing as well. Are they, you know, wearing right. gloves when they wash dishes? Do they work at the hospital or in healthcare in general? Or mm-hmm. are they a hairstylist? Are they in water all the time? Or there's just so many different factors. Um, I mean, even typing, I feel like, I feel like the, the pointer right. fingers are always the first to go for a lot of people who work from home yes. because yes. they type all day. So it's just so many different factors to it. Yeah. Cause I feel like, most of our clientele is either working from home or either work in the healthcare um, industry. Yeah. So, yeah, they definitely do get a lot of chipping, especially work from home. Like, I know so it's always, like, the thumbs, the pointers, and the middle fingers. Right. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like you're – like those are more likely to go because it's a lot, like, more hands-on, especially, like, I think about, like, using a car door, the handle. Yes. I feel like the first three fingers are usually, like – more prone to like chip and pop yeah. off. And I'm bad about it myself too. Like not using our nails as tools, like opening bottle caps. Like I think I just tried to open something the other day with my nail and I'm like, what am I doing? You know? So <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> but it's just like yes. second nature. Like this is what I have to use. So let me just try it. But then you end up with a busted nail. So <laughs> don't do that. No, absolutely not. And all right. We're almost at the end. Um, and one last question before we go. Where do you see yourself in five years Ooh, in the beauty industry? That's a good question. So I definitely, even when I was just interested in doing makeup. So like I said, when I worked at Ulta, like that was my main love. And that's what I've loved since the start of my journey through this industry. But I used to want to do like, be a, like a celebrity makeup artist or do, um, photo mm. shoots or video shoots or anything like editorial. Like I follow, um, she actually, I think is maybe signed to like an agency. Her name is Rachel. Mm. I think her last name might be pronounced Messick, but we follow each other on Instagram now. She's really sweet. Um, she does some ambassador work, I think for Cocoist and I saw her work and stuff. And I was like, that is so cool that there's just so many different things you can do in this industry to have your work on a set for run runway mm-hmm. shows in a magazine. Um, you know, there's just so many different things. So I think in the next five years, I still kind of go back and forth with it. I really do feel like it would be so cool to have a salon, to have a storefront. Yeah. And I know that, you know, that I want to be more on the mobile side and really mm-hmm. get that going. So maybe having like a storefront with a full staff and then having mobile services as an option for like events yeah. or bridal. Um, so I'm really trying to play around with that because I know there's a lot of rules and regulations with state board for being mobile and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I would love to just keep living life on my time and traveling the world and just experiencing new things and just enjoying my life, you know, and I feel like this, this yes. career can afford us that and just um, honing in on my skills more. I think classes could be cool down the road, just small classes for like maybe yes. nail art or something. And maybe mm-hmm. like bringing mm-hmm. in my girls and, you know, you of course to help me with things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know outside of just growing, learning, um, creating more businesses and just continuing to work for myself and really have a versatile skill set. Good. I love it. Yes. See, me and you, we just like speak the same yes. way. I feel like you're just taking everything out of my mouth. I'm like, yes, that's exactly how I say yes. The exact same thing. And, and I, it is because <laughs> I just feel like, you know, life is so short and you really should just yes. be doing what you love. Like after I came back from Chicago, I told my friend, I was like, I cannot wait to get back to work. And she was like, why? And I was like, because I love my job. Like, I love what I do. I love my clients. I love just getting mm-hmm. to sit and chit chat with them. Like, it's just so fun and easy. And, you know, it, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's the best. It's the best. So I just want to continue to do that and I'll keep doing it until it's not fun anymore. And that's, that's always yeah, been my motto. Here. Like, just do it until you don't like it anymore and then find something else, Yes, you know? Exactly. It's kind of like a, a Honda car. Right. You know, it's going to keep driving <laughs> to like the wheels fall. Literally. Off. That's what we're doing. We're living our lives and just enjoying it. And and I think the older that I get, um, you realize how many people don't do that and how many people don't really mm-hmm. love what they do. And people are miserable out here. Like 80% of people do not enjoy their lives. And I just think that's so sad. Nope. And, and it's okay, it it's okay because 
if you're willing to take that next step to find what really makes you happy and to do something that you actually enjoy, like you're going to be successful, but it's just taking that right. risk and that leap of faith to really go after something that, you know, don't chase the money. Like the money may not be there immediately, but at least you'll be happy. And at least you'll be doing something that you care about and love versus just struggling to get by, you know, making a little amount of money and creating, just, right. you know, fulfilling somebody else's dreams. Like I just do not, I don't want right. to do that anymore. Right. Cause I feel like nowadays, um, with the recession, like the jobs nowadays, I feel like probably having, having your own business, probably the way it go. And it's not as easy. Like it does take a lot of work. Yes, it does. Like, yes. But also like, I feel that's like a good, good opportunity for us to, you know, get that started and see, you know, what we can do and you know if we fail we fail you know we can say that that we tried we thought you know we were able to conquer this and you know have like a bit something that doesn't work out or sometimes it just depends like how you go about maybe like you're gonna do this but also like in hindsight and like you were doing it a certain type of way that wasn't really giving you like the type of like satisfaction right Cause I feel like with business, you gotta see it from like all angles. Exactly. I feel like that's like the key thing. Um, being a business, you gotta see it from like all areas. You do. They gotta be versatile, like you said. And once you have all that, then I feel like then I feel like okay, you're on the right path. Then you can like have like a good, set, steady career. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many, so many building blocks, so many steps. But as long as you keep trying and keep going. You're going to be successful and you just, you learn a lot about yourself in the process. Oh yes, most definitely. And with your business, do you think you'll be in Columbus or be in Dayton or? Um, so right now I am going back and forth. I'm in, I'm, this just started this week, actually. I'm going to be doing services a couple days a week in Dayton for now and just helping out, um, uh, somebody that I've known for a while. She's also a nail tech and just helping her with her business because she's got so many clients, which is the best problem to have. Um, but I've just been helping her a couple of days a week starting this week. So that'll be something until, you know, maybe I feel like I need to go in a different direction with that, but yeah, mm -hmm. I would definitely like to just keep building in Columbus. Like I think Columbus is such a great city and I know like it when is. you're from somewhere, people are like, Oh, Columbus, like, what is that? You know, what, what is here? What do you love about it? But that's because you grew up there and that's how probably I feel about Dayton just cause I grew up there. But I'm like, there's so much happening in Columbus. Like it's growing fast. Yeah. I mean, I've only been here for it three is. years and I've seen so many changes and like there's money up here and people are moving here. There's jobs, there's things to do. There's good restaurants. There's, there's people, the people mm -hmm. that live here want to spend money, you know, and they have it to do right. and they want that experience. They're paying for these experiences. So I'm just all about giving people an experience and a vibe and just building off of that. So no, I definitely plan on staying in Columbus. And then that's another thing with like licensing. Cause you know, when you move, thankfully we're in Ohio. So I feel like we have a lot more, um, rules than other States do in terms of stuff right. you can and can't do. But mm -hmm. if I were to move somewhere else, I, I do think about that sometimes and just mm -hmm. the places I could go to that it wouldn't have me going back to school. So for right, for right. right now I'm in Columbus. I don't see myself 
moving anywhere. Like, I feel like I can really build here and just, yeah. And, and it's nice to have a place that you can travel all these other places and come home to somewhere that mm-hmm. still has a decent cost of living. And that's been my biggest thing. It's like Ohio, you can say what you want about it. Yeah. We have crazy weather and stuff like that, but yeah, you can still <laughs> afford to live here. But it's like, if you lived in, right you know, Chicago or Atlanta or, you know, on the West coast or something, it just becomes a little bit harder to maintain because of that cost of living. You may not be able to travel as much and yeah, your ticket prices might be higher and things, but it's just, there's just so many factors that go into that. So I'm good for now where I'm at, but yeah, definitely just growing and building in Columbus, creating those connections, networking, and, um, yeah, just growing my business. All right, good. I love it. I cannot wait to see it. I'll be the front row and center. Oh, thank you. And I appreciate your support so much. I just feel like we're all doing so well. And I'm just proud of us for just taking those leaps of faith to just make things better for ourselves. Like, that's all you can do. Yes. Yeah, especially for Black women. Mm -hmm. Like, in this industry, like, it does, you know, get a little problematic, you know, on both sides. Because I know, like, in the beauty industry like sometimes like black women like we take advantage of each other don't always like support each other like just being haters on the side trying to take each other down and while led by a friend group is that we all want each other to evolve and grow and expand on ourselves exactly and what was best and not just professionally but also like personally too i feel like for the past two years i feel like y'all have been my rock i feel like yeah, help me. Yes. You guys let me get through school. Yes. Like, yeah, my funk. Like, even if we just go out to just get drinks or something, that's somebody's house. I feel right. like it's like a good time to like decompress, just have fun. It's like let loose a little bit. Right. No, I think we have a solid group of our core people, you know, that we can rely on and just be there for each other to support. And we're all just trying to figure it out on the way. Like nobody knows what they're doing and that's just in life in general. So I feel like that's also comforting to know that everybody's just trying and doing their best and nobody has all the answers, but just having Mm -hmm. your, your support system is key. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Definitely. All right, we are at the end of our podcast. Olivia, thank you so much for joining me. Be on the second episode. Yes, I definitely love it. I definitely appreciate you taking out the time out of your busy schedule to come talk to me. Just basically, probably know our jobs, you know, between like the highs and lows, the depths, you know, the training and all that stuff. So, yes, I definitely do appreciate this conversation mm-hmm. thank you girl I appreciate it Yes, and before y'all leave, make sure to go follow my friend Olivia. Her Instagram handle is beauty.n.mains. That's M-A-N-E-S. Again, that's beauty.n.mains. And also, you can follow me on Instagram as